Tom, I guess it's going all right, but I'm I'm uh, still broke, as broke as I was last week. Uh, thank thank you to the few of you that went to uh, fastcustomshirts.com, picked up a few uh, picked up a few shirts. Uh, thank you to those of you that placed custom orders and uh, actually paid your invoices. It's <laughs> uh, much appreciated. It's always awesome. Yeah, it's a big plus. When we get that money to buy supplies and shit, or to recoup the money we've already spent yeah, on the say, supplies. Out of the goodness of your heart, you're ahead of the game. Right. Trying you to know you gotta get shit done. Mm-hmm. But then you're just sitting there as your bills pile up. Yep. More and more shit piles up. And then by the time that money does come in, it's already fucking gone and you're in the same hole you were in to begin with. A lot of fun. It's a stress cycle, Joseph. <laughs> it is. So while it's been good on some fronts, it's been bad on, on that front. But uh, we'll see. I've got a busy, busy week ahead of me. I'll be in the shop late every day, and I'll still be broke. I wish I could say that because around this time, I'll usually get a few uh, last-minute orders in. But not this year. People really... <laughs> aren't buying this year i don't know if it's because of the inflation or what have you but well uh, 
I think what it is, Tom, is some people watch the uh, the Halloween safety PSAs that I put out there. <laughs> and those PSAs say, hey, you know, a mask, that's kind of dangerous to be wearing. It cuts off your visibility. And you got to cut a rectangle. Yeah. Makeup <laughs> is just as good, if not better, as these PSAs say. But don't put it anywhere near the eyes at yeah. all. And get put your it so far away from the eyes, you can't even tell what the makeup's supposed to be. Yeah, even if you're 50 like me, you might want to get your parents to help you out <laughs> applying makeup. If you still got them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's me, Tom. But how about you? Aside from not getting uh, orders, last minute orders. Uh, I mean, I was doing stuff that needed to get done so it would be done and ready so i was doing that getting all getting all that done joe it was a week of that about a month of that about a month and a half of that joe. <laughs> so that's how it is uh i got two new sculptures i gotta start once i finish off the couple orders in this run that i got going now so I got a, it's going to be one that we'll both giggle at and remind me when uh, you, we get off here and I could tell you what it's for. You'll say, oh, <laughs> Have a, man, these are not staying in. Have a good laugh. But um, what else? Yeah, I was uh, sculpting that old spinel head. And I was just taking my time on it, working on it an hour or two here and there when I had time from uh, working on the other shit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do. I was just like the day I sit down to do this. It's like, all right, I'm going to fucking work on this. Tomorrow will be the last day. So let's fucking let's do this. Let's get it done. So I start working on it for like an hour. And then I start noticing all the thin spots are cracking hard as shit. I used wed clay, which is water-based, so you got to keep it moist, which I do. But, you know, after two weeks of being wrapped and unwrapped and sprayed, <laughs> it's going to have the wear on the clay. Yeah. So it's like, well, guess I don't get this extra day. So I just fucking covered that shit in water, did what I could, molded it. Uh, you know, a couple people said, I mean, they knew what it was and that they like how it looked. So I got one that I'm going to pour and paint and we'll see but you know as an artist especially when you have to oh fuck i don't have that other day and i just got to kind of finish whatever the fuck i have here mm -hmm. you always look at it and say hmm maybe i can trick a couple of people into buying one joseph <laughs> all tricks no treats hopefully hopefully Tom. <laughs> appreciate you steven <laughs> and uh, I want to remind people this is also the last weekend to buy your DWN uh, Boy Gob Halloween edition shirt. Uh, yeah, I would like to at least get maybe two more to make it worth the. Uh, I will put the two more in. I'm going to no, do no, it no, tonight. No. No. Uh, but those of you that want that shirt, which uh, this is going to be it, I'm not going to like, we're going to burn it. And luckily, it's if we can burn it on the other end of something, so it's not going to waste, be wasteful. And uh, yeah, I'm not really all about this. <laughs> For the love of fuck, please buy a shirt. They're relatively inexpensive. 
I've sold more pumpkin shirts than that. Nice. That seems to be going pretty well. I should probably ship those out tomorrow. <laughs> so for the love of God, buy a shirt from the young man. He needs the money, specifically the boy gob Halloween spectacular shirt. I like I, you might be very... What? Some expensive times for me. So yes, go do some shopping. Por favor, as my people say. Mm, you might be very, very disappointed in yourself that you did not pick up this shirt in a couple weeks when a video or something is mm -hmm. put out there. So, you know, if you want to get ahead of the curve, then go to uh, fastcustomshirts.com. In the search box up there, you're going to type in Boy Gab. That's B-O-Y-G-O-B, Boy Gab. And then you're going to hit the uh, old search box over there. And uh, then you'll click on the uh, second image with the uh, purple and orange. Click on that, select your size, and uh, you're going to get a little Boy Gab in the mail there, Joe. Uh, hey, look. Kyle Driver is back from a long hiatus of chat, but uh, uh, surprised I noticed his name on there with all the names flowing through the chat right now. <laughs> all the discussion that's going on. I don't know what happened at one time people watched, Joe. Yep, not even the bots are hitting us up anymore. <laughs> They're like, mm. fuck, I'm not getting traffic from these guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. So, how many different pumpkin beers have you had so far, Tom? <laughs> Not so many. I had a few today. I'm going with the old classic shipyard standard pumpkin head. It's good. Not the best, but it's a good, good, reliable pumpkin beer. Went to uh, Specs and Total Wine this weekend because I like to go once a season just to see what different ones they had. Didn't have much. I had, uh, I don't know if you can see this, but UFO. UFO, that's one of the better ones for sure. Journey to Planet Pumpkin. Yeah, I had that uh, over the weekend. A little yeah, sour? Yeah, uh, it was good. I liked yeah. it. Uh, and I'm not too crazy about a lot of the pumpkin beers, but that was, you know, I'd drink that again. Yep, I would say that's a notch above Shipyard. Okay. Only reason I didn't buy any of those is because a couple months ago, uh, Specs had like three of them, three of the six packs on sale. Yeah. So, I mean, I already drank some of those motherfuckers this All year. Right. Let's get to the shit that I didn't. You're trying to diversify. Let's diversify go. my bonds, radio edit. But uh, not a whole lot of diversification in the films we've been watching. We're keeping it horror, kind of, you know, for the <laughs> holidays. For the spooktacular season. Right. That's right. <laughs> and Tom, just like last time, you know, we've watched a couple of the same movies. And uh, the guy started it out with the, the new Hellraiser film, which they're mm. calling a remake, but it's not a remake. Is it a reboot? Is it another sequel? Is it a requel? Is the new Scream? would bring up and say, and I'm going to talk a little bit more because Joe just froze up 
and I don't know where he is now. Oh my God, he was lost into the void. He fell into the nexus of all reality, but he's back now because we'll get to that later. Still managed to be like, yeah, I guess I uh, went into the hell world or whatever the hell it is. So Hellraiser premiering on Hulu, not in the theaters, not in the theaters. They're like, nah, we're not taking any chances. We're not losing money. You know, like we did with Hellraiser 2. What a piece of shit that was. Uh, you guys that have been listening to the show, you know we went through all these Hellraiser movies. Last and the summer? Consensus from ma- the I majority know what of you did last summer. You was watched not the good. Hellraiser movies. Not good. No, uh, it wasn't. The initial one, it's good. It's different, uh, but it, it's dated. It's uh, It doesn't stand up well. It's a lot of the acting in it sucks. And uh, then the second one, I think, is just dumb. The third <laughs> one is fun because it's stupid. <laughs> you know? Shout out to my man, CD. We'll get we'll to get that, to that. new one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then this one, you know, the big hubbub was, hey, we got a chick that's not a chick playing. No, I didn't hear Hellraiser. that. Um, what I heard was, oh, yeah, they got a female Cenobite or a female. They have a female head hell priest, Joe. Every time I see somebody say that on Facebook, I want to grab them through the fucking screen and strangle the life out of them for being a fucking lame son a of a A lot bitch. of people out there are, you know, oh, yeah, man, the... uh priest. They're trying to seem clever, but yes, according to the Hellbound Heart, I don't think a lot of these people, from what they're saying, have even read that shit. You know, or which is read. If you read. It's only you know what, like ninety pages or so. It's it's pretty short. So, and you can even listen to it if you want to. You can get on YouTube. I don't want to do either. There's an audio <laughs> version that's like an hour long or something. So, uh, and this is not an adaptation of that this is its own thing you got a junkie that gets a hold of a puzzle box but she was tricked into getting their puzzle box because there's all kinds of deviousness going on Um, what do you mean gay sex yes yes there is gay sex (laughs) you can tell barker was involved yeah did i click on bros instead (laughs) oh no this is hellraiser um yeah it's a junkie and her gay brother that's mad at her for being a junkie and they're his lover and their roommate. This is um, a very, very diverse yeah. group of people. Asian roommate. There's no Hispanics, however. <laughs> no Hispanics. So yeah, well, I we thought got... fucking what's his nuts, the boyfriend might have been some kind of Dominican or something. I thought he was an Arabic or maybe Iranian, <laughs> something like that. I don't know, but yes, well, he good on you. Fly on a carpet anytime. Good on you movie, for diversifying, so. but not including a Hispanic on this premiere that takes place during Hispanic Heritage Month. Thanks a lot for ignoring, like uh, most of the population does. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so she's tricked, and the puzzle. We, we box, were all tricked <laughs> this time. The puzzle box goes into configurations, and somebody has to die for it to go into the next configuration. And once you go through all those, you have a choice of which configuration you want. Like you can have lament or you can have life or some shit, you know, and you can like, 
I don't know, plead your case to Leviathan, which is the Hellraiser God, and they're going to fuck you over somehow because they're demon people, you know? <laughs> That's what they do. Um, but it's this old rich guy that had it, and they turned him... <laughs> he got fucked over. I think his name was Jimmy Clockwork. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's one set about that has, like... I don't remember that cartoon where I don't know if it was Tom, uh, the cat Tom that swallowed a harmonica, and every time he breathed, it would play the harmonica. Set <laughs> <laughs> bite there, harmonica set a bite. Uh, I think they're gonna call him now. But uh, yeah, that guy. I don't know. This plot's kind of weird, but it was okay because, uh, like I said, the Cenobites, they are fucking mean, you know. And and aside from like. Oh shit, we all of a sudden can't go through walls now, even though we can appear anywhere when they fucking do the puzzle box. All of a sudden, we can't go through these fucking bars that are blocking the house. Because it had magic, magic writings and shit on it. So this guy had magic that was more powerful than the Cenobites. More powerful than hell's blackest magic. That didn't make no fucking sense. But anyway, yeah, the Cenobites, they're, they're just out to fuck you. They're not out to make deals with Kirsty, which was stupid as fuck in the original. They were getting put I mean, over by this dumb, naive chick. Yeah, it's fucking stupid as fuck in this one. Because, uh, you know, in the first one, at least uh, What's-Her-Nuts was just like, no, Kirsty. At least she's like, no, no, please. I'll bring you somebody else. Just, just please. In this one, old Pinhead's like, and we need your soul. Or it could be somebody else. It doesn't matter. Whatever <laughs> you want to do. Like, they keep bringing that up. We need you. Or anybody else. Whatever. We just need one more. Doesn't yeah. really matter who. Keep them coming. Um, the new Cenobites, they look all right until they linger too long on them and they get too close. Then it looks yeah. real plasticky and, and not good. But, I think they were going for, well, they were definitely going for a modern, a modern look. But I mm-hmm. think the word that I would use that I think they were trying to go for is elegant. They wanted to make these Cenobites look more elegant. And uh, I think not having them in black leather and making them look like, like weird bloody porcelain didn't work so much. Um. It's long. It's too long. Uh, there's a lot of character building that, that doesn't need to be there. You already established this chick's a junkie. You've established that she's in a relationship with this dude that's the double times her. Uh, and yeah, the, the whole dynamic with the brother, you know, you could have done that real easily, real quickly. Uh, eliminate that and you probably knock the movie down by at least 10 minutes. But overall, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought, like I said, the Cenobites this time, they're mean, you know, they're just like, hey, fuck you. We're going to kill you. That's that's what we're here for, you know, or somebody else. But we're just here to kill somebody, you know, or take them to our little hell world thing, which brings up the ending, which was fucking stupid. The guy's like, I don't know, just fucking trapped on a mechanism or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to watch that again. I think I tuned out at that ending. 
It was like some kind of lame CGI crucifixion yeah. transformation. And yeah, yeah I'm, unlike you, I didn't time. really. It will take me out of it every time. <laughs> yeah, when his fucking face was coming off there, it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't look good. But um, yeah, I I didn't really care for the uh, looks of these Cenobites at all. Like, I forget the name, but they have kind of a redo of the uh, female Cenobite from the first couple ones, where yeah. she has, like, a pussy neck thing. Mm-hmm. And then this one, they just cut her cunt out with fucking... They're like, you get it? Yeah. You see? Because it's, it's on her neck. You, you get it? And, like, before, it was, like, subtle. They weren't, you know, being really corny about the shit. Yeah. So, yeah, Chatterer, I didn't think looked that good. That looked, yeah, that was not a good design. That just looked like any fucking video game monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't, they were technically done well. It's just the designs were, the designs and the color choices weren't the best. Could have definitely threw some black leather on these motherfuckers cruising. And it could have <laughs> fucking definitely helped yeah. the look. <laughs> bandana <laughs> but yeah could have a, a little bit of black leather definitely could have could have helped the look of these fucking things yeah but uh yeah like i said it was all right for me i'll watch it again at some point not any point soon but some point yeah i i did not care for it but to be fair i don't really give a fuck about uh hellraiser and all Clive Barker's weird psychosexual bullshit. Don't really care for it. I like the fucking idiot with the CDs in his head because it fucking sucks. And that's about it. When I was first getting into horror movies and shit, like I was just like, oh yeah, Pinhead. He's one of the fucking faces of modern horror. But yeah, I can give a good goddamn right now about any of that bullshit. Uh, it was all right for a Hellraiser movie, but Lori and I both watched it. We were both fucking bored to tears. Uh, the person playing Pinhead was fine. I don't really give a fuck one way or the other who's playing that character. So, I mean, they were fine. They did They did their job, I guess. Uh Oh, Ronnie James Dio. I didn't care for him too much in the fucking lead. It's an odd looking. Man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He had a distracting yeah. looking face. Yeah. But, uh, I so mean, after it, that, Tom, it I'm, going, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're a Hellraiser fan, you probably already watched the motherfucker and said, yeah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. If you're not a Hellraiser fan, I'm not going to say, yeah, go out and watch this. You'll, you'll fucking care because pretty much it's just more the same. It's just not as terrible as some fucking Dante's Inferno ripoff or some fucking uh, undercover reporter Carlos going in a fucking, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's one of the better Hellraiser movies, but what's that really saying? <laughs> So uh, take that. I like, uh, I like the Carnival of Souls one. <laughs> Inferno, yeah. Um, so after that, Tom, I changed the channel. I got the old clicker and went from Hulu 
to Disney Plus, which is oh, probably yeah? the, the least used of the streaming services in this house. Because uh, cause I don't give a shit about a lot of the stuff they put out. But, and especially like the comic book movies, I really don't give a shit about those, Tom. But I decided to watch this comic book movie. <laughs> oh, based on the comic book Werewolf by Night, which is not a very good comic <laughs> series in Marvel's Monster Line. It was uh, it was not good. I've got the collection of fucking hardback of all of them. Why do I still have it? Because I'm a dumbass. I mean, someone um, might buy it now. You better jump on it this week. I got to look through those issues, and yeah, now I can get rid of some of these Man-Thing comics. That R.L. Stein thing that's been sitting in my box for a dollar. Um, now braids it up to two now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's Werewolf by Night, Tom. Werewolf by Night. And I know you were excited for this one. Joe, I love the MCU. But not only do I love the MCU, I fucking love MCU Ted, Joe. Fucking love him. We'll get to Ted in just a second. So this... We'll get to Ted over and over again, Joe. <laughs> this one All has... we're going to do, Joe, is just get to Ted over and over again. I also he makes a good cup of coffee. Big fucking hardback of uh, Ted comics. So do I. And I was thinking of pulling out all my floppies and all the trades and shit I got. But I'm just like, nah, this will. The visual jokes I already pulled should should be good <laughs> enough. Okay, but, so this this one's in black and white. You know, yes, and, this is a throwback to the Universal Monster movies, Joe. And people are saying that, oh, it's got a Universal Monsters feel. It does not. Not at all. Have you fuckers watched <laughs> the Universal Monsters? Are you just saying that to fucking try to seem clever and like, like you're a horror aficionado? He's got the fucking Boris Karloff mummy eye makeup. And that's it. Not when he's the mummy, when he's, I don't know. He was in black and white. The title card was reminiscent. And if they would have took out three or four of those fight scenes and just replaced it with a couple idiots in a room talking, (laughs) maybe it would have felt more like a... But it wasn't that. No. So this is a gathering of... uh, It's a remake of the most dangerous game. Monster Hunters. And the monster hunters are competing for the bloodstone. What's the bloodstone? They don't really explain it. What's it do? They don't really say. It makes monsters mad when you pin it to their buttocks. So this is what they're doing. They're pinning the bloodstone onto a monster's ass. Pulls the monster, gets the bloodstone. And, uh, if they happen to kill each other during the process, that's fine. So, the game is on. The game is afoot. Ha, ha, ha. And uh, it turns out our monster is none other than Ted. Dude, I was Anything. so... I was just like, all right, man. Let's, let's do this. I'm, I'm fucking ready. 
Oh, shit. I didn't write that. Ah, shit. I can write it while I'm talking. But I'm just like, all right. I'm a fan. Let's fucking do this. I'm ready to watch this werewolf. Werewolf by night with old Jack Russell. As soon as that hand came out of there and grabbed him and he just looked up lovingly, I knew it was done. And that was a fucking rap, dude. Um, you know, I'm an, I'm not a big fucking werewolf by night fan. I don't really give a shit about that character. But, you know, I'm a man thing fan. And um, the look is very good. Except, except on the uh, snout or trunk right here, whatever you want to call this. In the MCU, Ted, he has like a couple rings that go diagonally and just fuck up the whole look of this. It just like breaks the whole thing up because there's a couple like diagonal rings that go that way. And it's just very ugly. Not a good design takes away from what could look really fucking cool, but since it's just in the middle of the face and shit, it fucks it all up. Let alone them making him the most expressful, emotional, emotion-filled monster. Like, if they wanted to do the humor and shit, okay, you make it man-thing. The character is, his mind is like wiped, doesn't know shit, doesn't have any emotion. He's really not even the fucking main focus in his own comic. It's just how does he deal with the shit going on around him, not knowing anything or reacting to anything. So if you wanted him to be all funny Groot, you just have old Jack Russell say stuff to him and then have old Ted just looking at him with this stupid fucking face that doesn't change or anything. And Jack Russell just like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. And shit like that. Like have Jack Russell, the one being doing the emotion while old Ted's just fucking looking at him with the same face that doesn't change or anything. He moved way the fuck too fast. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, just have the guy lumbering over, like trying to shoot at him or hit him with the axe, him just moving very slow and then just sticking that hand out like, oh, my God, what's he going to do? And then you see him burst into fucking flames or whatever, even though I go with the theory that old Ted secretes acid. He doesn't actually make motherfuckers burst into flames. But that's just the thing I go with. This was a total 180 from what this character actually is in the comics. I understand why they did it. Because you just, unless you do what I said before, you just can't have a blank canvas of a character. And they they wanted to groot him up. They wanted to make old Ted something that the masses would just fucking eat up and looks like they did that, Joe. It does. It, it looks like uh, they did that, but it is not. Uh, and that's it is their not... formula. You know, I, I realized on this one, oh, so this is why I fucking hate the MCU so much. Because they, they're making everything to be like a like a lighthearted comedy. No matter what they're doing. They, they could have done something really serious here. And 
well, maybe I would have liked it. But <laughs> I mean, Man know. Thing's most popular yeah. storyline is him trying to figure out how a clown killed himself. Like, what the yeah. fuck is suicide and all this yeah. shit? And he's fucking happy-go-lucky barista Ted. So they, they, you know, they accomplished what they set out to do. They got a lot of people that fucking like this, that think it's great, you know, and they... These are people that I don't believe are comic readers, you know. I mean, they, uh, I don't think anybody who actually fucking likes comics are like, yeah, the fucking. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I know because uh, I got out of it that Jack Russell and Man Thing were lovers. I mean, that, I, that's that's the it way came it came off. It came off very fucking Han Solo and Chewbacca without mm-hmm. the spaceship to me. Yeah, and he can brew up coffee. You know, as you were say, stating there. Mm, I um, went out and I bought the mug, Joe. It's got that same style of Marvel fighting where, you know, people are tossed around the room. And shit. <laughs> uh, it's got the the blade. Tossed, mate. Blade 3 uh, fire effects uh, where when the swamp or man thing, when people know fear. And these are monster that's what they fucking do. And they, a lot of them weren't really fucking scared. They were more surprised because this big monster just ran at them quick. It wasn't like fucking terror or fear. It was just like, you know, a jump scare thing because something just ran up. It was more like, oh, shocked. But I mean, that fucking, it ain't, man, I'm sorry. It looks kind of cool, except for the fucking diagonal things on the snout that really not to be nitpicky. But why the fuck would you put that there? It fucking fucks up the whole, but this is not man thing. And motherfuckers saying Ted and shit. God damn it. That's fucking so annoying. Like it shouldn't be that fucking annoying, but it is so fucking annoying. Not to seem like the dorkest of all dorks, whoever dork, but motherfuck. I look of it. I didn't like, you know, I didn't like the CGI thing uh, with it. Just like I don't like if you're going to make a fucking cartoon, just make it a cartoon. Uh, you know, I'd be fine with that if you're going to do the whole thing CGI because there's enough of it going in. Uh, and yeah, I didn't like the way he moved. Uh, but yeah, he looked like Mr. Snuffleupagus or whatever to me more than the uh, man thing. I just I didn't dig it. I, I and this thing's only an hour long. And I kept checking, stopping, and checking how much longer does this motherfucker go? Fucking bad. It was it was bad. I was. I don't know if I was pumped for it or not. I don't think I was, but I thought this might be good, and I was fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, again, I watched this with Lori. She really liked it, but again, she knows nothing of the characters. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel did what they wanted to do. Yeah. They got the fucking masses to love uh, characters they really have no idea about. Right. Uh, just, fuck, dude. I was just, motherfuck. God damn it. The whole time, anytime Man Thing was on fucking, sorry, MCU Ted was on screen, I was just like, fuck, because it was all wrong. Not trying to be a fucking dill again. But it was all wrong. This motherfucker shouldn't be given like puppy dog eyes and expressing his fucking brow and shit and showing all that fucking emotion. That is, you fucking missed the point. 
I know later on fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. gave him the fucking voice gimmick where he can fucking understand and speak English and shit. But this is like, this is like modern. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they'll change him again, Tom, because that's what Marvel Comics does. Yeah, I mean, we're not getting any good Man-Thing uh-huh. comics ever again. I'm not saying we got any. in the le- no. Probably the... Uh, Lost Steve Gruber sequel to I forgot what it was, but I got the uh, the big issue, not the giant size man thing, but uh, maybe 10 years ago they came out with a thick issue of like a lost Steve Gruber sequel, hmm. and that was probably the last fucking good one that came out. But yeah, that, that was motherfucker a- was the first one to write the shit, you're right? And that was in Marvel Comics Presents, there was a uh, serialized thing. Uh, that was all right. I, I don't know if that's ever been collected or not. I don't but know. I mean, but, this is, he's just a background see, guy. You'll see Jack Russell and Ted comics out there for sure. I mean, that shit's coming. Yeah. You know, that's just a inevitability. And I'm sure Man Thing's going to be in the fucking Avengers movie with Kang and shit and talk about the nexus of all reality and then Howard Duck will romp around and. Yeah, it, uh, fuck, dude. <laughs> just the whole time I was like, fuck. And Lori's like, what? It's not bad. It's good. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, after that, the, uh, I would not recommend. Not no, Steve would Moore. I. Well, I mean, if you don't know dick about shit. If you like you the Marvel like comic shit, then yes, this is. <laughs> and you don't know alley. anything. Yeah. I think that should, if you like the MCU and you don't know anything, then give it a shot. But, uh, yeah, after watching this one, it's just like, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch the Man-Thing movie. I think it came out in 2004, and I've talked about this one. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, it's not Man-Thing. It's more Man-Thing than old MCU Ted is, but uh, with a couple tweaks. This one, the uh, 2000s Lionsgate one, could have been a good Man-Thing movie. So in this one, the white man comes on to Indian land and uh, they set up their oil derricks or oil pumps or whatever the fuck. And they're pumping all the oil out of the swamp. And uh, it's set up that old Indian fucking medicine man, Ted Salas. <laughs> sold his land to uh, these people to drill and then he skipped town but he was really murdered by the white man and threw in the swamp so he was uh, combined with the Native American swamp protector to become the man thing so now it's like this fucking Jason Voorhees like monster that lives in the swamp and kills teenagers and shit. You know, tweak it a little bit to where there is that Native American monster thing or whatever, but there's also man thing just lurking in the background, observing everything, and then he takes that monster down at the end, you know? At the end of the man thing comes, you'll have that one monster fight. Yeah. So you just make little little tweaks and it could have been a good man thing movie instead of just a good monster movie and a man thing movie 
but I would definitely recommend watching it. For my money, it's the best uh, sci-fi channel, best quote-unquote sci-fi channel movie because it's a Lionsgate one that they just premiered there. But, uh, I mean, there's nudity, there's gore, there's fucking a lot of fucking creature effects, a lot of makeup effects and shit. Some of the CGI is, hmm. But, I mean, I watched the motherfucker on DVD and it doesn't look bad. The only thing that I can complain about, only two things I can complain about is uh, the Louisiana accents these motherfuckers are putting on will take you out of the fucking movie because they're so bad. You'll just be giggling at the shit. And uh, they named the most racist character in the movie Steve Gerber. So <laughs> I don't know what kind of homage they were paying, but came off kind of fucked the guy like he's the security guard for the uh oil place hey can't trust them engines around here and the colors either he keeps going <laughs> on with shit like that he's like what the fuck kind of respect are you paying to this guy it should have called the character hp lovecraft and that could have <laughs> fucking worked just as well since he's a cthulhu face looking fuck it's been a while since I've watched that one, and uh, I don't remember liking it all that much. <laughs> but, I mean, if it's been a while and you were going into it looking for a Man-Thing movie, yeah, I can understand that. But if I want, Yeah, if I, I remove myself from the whole Man-Thing mythology that I, that I know. <laughs> it's like, where's the wizard, you know? <laughs> where's the, the chick in the chain mail, you know? Mm. I mean, you you can do that with this one. You can't really do that with old MCU Ted, though. Yeah. But uh, if you like monster movies and shit, I would definitely say watch that Man-Thing movie. But uh, if you like Man-Thing, maybe, maybe hit or miss. But if you like MCU Ted, nah, it's not for you. Not for you at all. But I can't wait to buy a, buy a stuffed MCU Ted in a Starbucks uniform with a little coffee mug in his fucking hand they're fucking making this mindless fucking no nothing creature a goddamn barista joe uh -huh. and he's fucking sitting there with cards like one he even knows what the fuck they are two like he even knows how to count and three like he could even comprehend how to fucking play a card game or what a fucking game even is so f it's bollocks mate they're a bunch of bellends. Fuck. What a piece no. of... I wish it was a movie so I could put it on the worst of the year. <laughs> on that note, it's a, going on my fucking worst of the year, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> they floated it as a mini movie or a fucking special movie event or some shit. So, yeah, it's going on that fucking list. <laughs> But I might give it an honorable mention. <laughs> since you busted out that British accent, I rented a film that I saw back in the heyday of video stores. This is Threads. This is the nuclear, I don't know, uh, scare? Yeah, like a nuclear scare movie. You know, nuclear war. And uh, this takes Merry Old England. Sheffield. England, I believe. And it's a, you know, they try to build a narrative. They try to build a, 
a couple of characters that we can follow and give a shit about to see what happens as, as all this bad shit has happened. And as that's building up, as we're getting introduced to them, it's cutting very uh, clinically telling us about this war that's building up between Russia and the U.S., Russia and the U.S. The, the couple we're introduced to, they're going to have a baby. They're going to get married. But boom, nuclear war comes out. And uh, the movie just starts, you know, telling you, yay, after, you know, a certain day, radiation's going to do this. So then it shows our characters and it shows, you know, people getting sick and it shows society breaking down. And and it keeps going, you know, day two, week two, you know, three <laughs> months, first day. two years and and things just keep getting worse and worse. Like there's hardly any food. Uh Things are just fucked up, you know, uh, the growing up, they're not learning shit because they're not going to school, you know, so their communication is is all stupid. It's it's a very <laughs> bleak and depressing flick. You know, it, it uh, definitely better than the miniseries uh, the day after that came out here in the U.S. That, that one's kind of some dumb shit. But this one, uh, it holds up. It's still fucking depressing. It's still... Uh, like, yeah, that wouldn't be too cool. <laughs> you know, nuclear war, I'm not for that. No nukes, man. No nukes. So this is a live action when the wind blows? or Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I took it to the shop because I'm going to get rid of the DVD. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching this depressing yeah. shit again. <laughs> I need to get all fucking down. Uh, yeah, Severin put it out, and it's got a lenticular cover. You know, if you hold it one way, England's nice and everything. <laughs> hold it the other way, and there's a nuclear bomb, and shit's all red and stuff. Um, there's not much on there for special features. Not that I was going to watch them anyway. But uh, when the credits roll, it's all with the assistance of, and it goes through a long litany of fucking uh, of, uh, scientists that they consulted for this so they did their research on this shit and i'd recommend it it's definitely worth it i recommend it i'm selling the motherfucker yeah if you want to buy it from me i got it, it uh, it's streaming on tubi too so you can watch it there decent or, flick or don't <laughs> it's not a glowing endorsement oh i'm gonna sell it it's decent go watch it Oh, there's just some things I've, I'm wondering, like, hey, am I going to watch this again? Am I going to have time in this short <laughs> amount that I have left to watch this shit? Or should I move on to all these other fucking DVDs that I haven't watched and maybe should get rid of? It's a good point, Joe. It's a good point. All right, I'm putting my joke cup away now. No nukes. <laughs> <coughs> all right, all right. What do we got here? No nukes, Red. I watched They Live Inside Us. Have you heard of this, Joe? No. It's not good, and the acting is very terrible, and it's nothing new. Uh, it's got some good Halloween decorations that you've probably seen before in your youth. So you're like, oh, yeah, I remember those fucking Halloween cutouts from, like, the seal or however the fuck you say it. That, that's cool shit, and there's some pumpkins that's fucking cool and hey this music isn't bad it's like some classic halloween music all right but everything else sucks a fucking dick joe 
It's about a writer whose wife just died. So him and his polio-stricken daughter, I don't know, his daughter can't can walk, but uh, she's on like those polio crutches. And this okay, is yeah. modern day. And um, so they go to an old house so he can get inspiration because he's a writer, you see, Joe. So uh, he's just writing neglecting his daughter and shit and then we uh like go and see what he's writing like it's playing out as a movie and it's just your stereotypical fucking hack slasher fucking shit and at the end he neglects his fucking daughter and she oh, drowns girl yeah he neglects her and she drowns in the bathtub or did ghost mom come back and kill her and if not, did he really kill Ghost Mom to begin with? You'll never know because it's not written or edited well. <laughs> this is a recent movie? Yeah, it came out last year, uh, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, it's not good. I was looking up a Scarecrow movies because I'm still, I'm still looking for an okay Scarecrow movie. I haven't found one yet. <laughs> one of the best Scarecrow movie, or the most entertaining Scarecrow movie is made by the Polonia brothers. You know, something's fucked up. And just please, if nobody out there wants to give me $100,000 to make a Scarecrow movie, then please do it your goddamn self and just make a fucking halfway good Scarecrow movie. That's all you got to do right now. Is just make it, yeah, it was kind of okay. And you'll have the best fucking Scarecrow movie out there. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, Scarecrow fucking, uh, what, Rabble Rousers or Supporters, fuck you. Both those movies suck. Well, maybe he'll come out in the, in the new Ghost Rider movie when that inevitably comes out. You're thinking Jack-O-Lantern. No, Scarecrow was a villain in that early... Uh, Mark Texiera, whoever the fuck wrote it. I don't remember who wrote it. The first Would Danny she... Ketch stuff. Yeah, I don't. Not my ghostwriter, as they say. <laughs> Joe. So Tom, I watched Orphan, First Kill. This is a prequel to the movie Orphan. But this is not her first kill, Tom. She's been killing people. She's in a in an asylum she's locked up and as we learn in the first this little girl's not a little girl she's just got some fucking weird disease that she doesn't age so she looks like a little girl but she's really some fucking old hag that wants to fuck regular aged men it's, <laughs> that's kind of a weird thing you know yeah she's legal but she looks like a little girl so you're still a fucking pervert if you go for that you know not good not not a good thing not a good look for you um, but yeah, so this is, uh, she escapes from the asylum and in the first movie they talk about, uh, oh yeah, uh, when she's at the orphanage, yeah, she, her family was, uh, killed in a fire, her entire family, she's the only one left. Well, this tells the story of her time with that family, Tom, mm. and, uh, but that family, <laughs> they're not as innocent as they seem, Tom, there's some fucked up shit going on. They didn't kill their daughter or something, did they? Yeah. The daughter that they're uh, 
she poses as a uh, as a as a girl that's been missing. So you know they're reunited. They're they're you know she's playing it off like yeah I'm that kid. I'm posing as their missing daughter. Yeah, but the mom and the brother they killed that girl. Well, accidental like, but they had to had to hide it so the brother wouldn't go to prison or anything. And the dad don't know. So yeah, old orphan. She's like, well, fuck, man. These people are as fucked up as I am. So it's it's a battle of wits between them. And there's some funny moments. Uh, this movie is pretty fucking good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it better more than the Hellraiser one. Uh, <laughs> as far as sequels or prequels or whatever the fuck you want to call them, this is the best of the year for me. I don't know if that means anything, but uh, I haven't watched a lot of movies this year that I said, hey, that was fucking fun. This one is definitely fun. I dug it. Is it uh, better, worse, or equal to the first one? I'd say it's equal to, maybe just a little bit better, but you have to watch have watched that first one, I guess, to get the full effect on this. Um, they, It's the same girl, you know, all these years later playing it. So they didn't do, they didn't use CGI from what I've read. They, uh, De-aging. they just did makeups, you know, makeups, which is, uh, as we know, is a lot safer than wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would recommend. This is uh, right now on Paramount Plus. I don't know if it's anywhere else. I'm sure you can rent it or whatever the fuck. But uh, yeah, this is definitely a fun flick. So if you already know the twist from the movie, is uh, is it still worth watching the first and the second one? Yeah, I would think so. Because uh, especially this one, there, there's just some shit that... Uh, that's funny, you know, and I, I think it's meant to be funny. I don't think it's one of these unintentional things, you know. Uh, it good flick, man. <laughs> good, he says. <laughs> well, Joe, have you ever seen the movie Skinner starring Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brother? Is there a different movie named Skinner? Are there two movies named Skinner? Because I wanted to say I had, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. Because uh, oh, Ted Raimi sure. doesn't sound familiar to me in anything in on well, this. Because uh, I don't think too much of Ted Raimi. Yeah, but go ahead, Tom. Tell us about this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in this one, Ted Raimi, he plays a serial killer who uh, skins prostitutes. And makes like an Ed Gein Buffalo Bill suit out of him. And uh, he rents a room from Ricky Lake. So she's she's the other star in this. Hmm. Uh, it's just fucking dork ass Ted Raimi not acting well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean... It's just fucking nerd-ass guy going around killing prostitutes. And in one scene, he kills his black co-worker who was kind of fucking a dick to him. But he was kind of a dick to him as well. Still so, a hate crime. It is. No matter how you look, that's a hate crime, Tom. And uh, so he skins him and wears his skin. 
And then he walked around talking like this and shit. Going to kill motherfucker. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's funny to see how offensive it is. <laughs> and, like, they actually put this shit in a fucking movie. Oh, but it was a different time back then, too. But he's all, he's all fucking chicken and collard grease and shit. It is. That would be the only reason I would say watch it to see how ridiculous that shit is. But uh, there's a couple good gore effects in there for sure. But uh, Ted Raimi, he was not not the one to star as old Skinner. If you would have put Bill Mosley in this, it probably would have been a lot better, if not slightly better. Because it seems like he's just trying to do a Bill Mosley impersonation through the thing and and then Tracy Lords is in it as his first victim. And, you know, she's a great actress. She wasn't, she hasn't acted well since she was 15, Joseph. <laughs> so is this fat Ricky Lake or I lost some weight because I got a talk show Ricky Lake? No, this is pre-talk show for sure. Okay. I, she was getting there. She was eating. <laughs> But yeah, this was Ricky Lake trying to be an actress era, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's worth a watch for sure if you want a fucking bad serial killers movie with some good effects in it. Not the best thing you ever seen. Ted Raimi sucks. Never got the appeal of that guy, but to Same. be fair, I'm not a Sam Raimi fan either. So... I'd say give it a shot. Man, I got to buy some more new fucking headphones. They keep popping out of my ears and I have to switch them. Joseph, what did you watch? Hopefully not just getting there. That's all, that's all I watched. Oh, shit. So. Well, not all. but <laughs> Well, Joe, I watched the new Scooby-Doo animated movie called Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo. I skipped last year's because I don't give a fuck about Courage the Cowardly Dog. But as you know, and the three listeners know, every year I try and watch these new animated Scooby-Doo Halloween movies. And this year was no different, even though last year was in this one. Scooby-Doo and Shaggy want to go trick-or-treating, but they can't because there's a mystery to be solved. So this one starts out with some fucking cat man up in the fucking mountains covered with snow. And this is like the last fucking bad guy they put away. Thelma takes an old sample of the costume, goes back to the lab to see if it matches all the other ones. And it does. It turns out all these costumes were made by the same people. All the fucking villains that they foiled over their years bought the costumes from the same person, Joe. So they go to this fucking costume factory, and it's some eccentric broad that's making all these costumes, and uh, Velma falls in love with her. It couldn't be any more hitting you over the head with it that she is a lesbian, and it is what it is. Like She gets the whoa googly eyes and gets all weak need around this shit i don't know it's uh like who gives a fuck we already knew 
This is just like taking fucking cinder blocks and just dropping it on the dead horse's head. It couldn't be fucking any more obvious, any more fucking like there's literally a her getting wet and creaming in her fucking underwear joke <laughs> and shit like it couldn't be more over the top or whatever. So throughout the whole thing, we got that going on. And uh, it turns out she was making all these costumes for the villains. They lock her up. But uh, then these ghouls, like uh, replicant revenant ghouls of the Scooby gang, are unleashed. So now they have to find out who these ghouls are. And it turns out it's the warden of the prison because they feel bad that Mystery Inc. doesn't have any more mysteries to solve because they locked everybody up. So he just wanted to give them something to do because he loves them so much. That's nice. Yep. And that was, yes, Velma is a lesbian, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so hopefully we can just move past that because... In the end, it is a fucking, you know, children's animated movie. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't give a fuck. Maybe some people do. It doesn't matter. But is that kind of shit, you know, the place in cartoons? I don't know. Maybe next time they'll have Snagglepuss. (laughs) Stage left. Yeah, at a pride march, you know. (laughs) Again, I don't give a fuck, but uh, it is what it is. Except when they do it, is blatant and over your over the head. Just it was just a bit much. Just you get it? She's a gay. You get it? You get it? You get it? Joe, you get it? You I fucking get it. get it? You get it? Yeah, but uh, it is what it was. Wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst, but, I mean, if you're a Scooby-Doo fan, check it out. It's worth it. It had weird animation clashes in it, though. Like, uh, at some spots, it looked like classic Scooby-Doo, like the character designs were classic Scooby-Doo. But then they'd have, like, modern facial expressions, and it would cut to, like, weird, modern, Ren and Stimpy-looking gross-out stuff, and... I don't know. Some of the background and it was really weird animation style and shit. But uh, check it out. It wasn't bad if you're into Scooby Doo. If not, there's no fucking reason whatsoever to watch this fucking thing. But uh, well, as someone who likes Courage the Cowardly Dog, I may go back and watch that other one. I think it's uh, well, I mean, it was on TV the other day because I usually just leave Cartoon Network on in the house if I'm just walking by or whatever. So uh, in this one, I think it's going to be on this coming Friday. If you're watching this live or the week it was released, it'll be on Cartoon Network. But uh, I would assume they'll play that Courage one again. However, I'm sure it'll be relatively easy to find online to watch. And I can't wait to hear your review of it, Joe. All right, then. Because it is the spooktacular season. you know. It is. It is. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of this. And uh, I will talk about the almost last thing that I watched. Okay. He's taking his sip now. He's done with his sip. Joe, every year they've been coming out with these Mortal Kombat animated movies. Mm-hmm. And one just came out this past week. It's called Mortal Kombat 
Snowblind. So are they all about Sub-Zero? No. <laughs> Just the three so far. Okay. <laughs> so in this one, Sub-Zero is an old man who doesn't use his powers anymore because he killed his clan because he's just just too powerful. So it's the uh, apocalypse. Armageddon has happened. Uh, it's the wastelands and shit. Kano is King Kano. He rules everything. He's pretty much all robot man now. And him and the Black Dragon fucking go around from these little towns that are left taken over. Saying, oh, mate, you're going to be Black Dragon now, or we're going to shove you up our butts. So uh, Kenshi's walking around like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight everybody because I'm Kenshi. But then fucking uh, Tremor beats the fuck out of him and rips his eyes. No, no. Tremor beats the fuck out of him. Shang Tsung says, hey, follow me and I'll, I'll help you. Help you get revenge on old Tremor. So uh, he takes them to the Cave of Souls or something. Kenshi does the shit to activate the sword or pull the sword out or whatever. It was just a trick so Shang Tsung could get all the souls. Kenshi's eyes explode or fucking some shit. And then he's just left for dead in the cave. But he finds the sword. The sword helps him see a little bit and shit. He gets back to Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero trains him to be fucking old Jedi Kenshi. And uh, they go back and fight the Black Dragon. It was alright. They use a lot of shit from the new games that I don't care for. Like the whole Kronika fucking time fucking with bullshit and the Revenants and stuff like that. But uh you know, so Stick teaches Matt Murdock. <laughs> Pretty much. <Not> okay. <laughs> Cabal's in it. He's a big fat guy. Uh, I mean, it's all right. I still think the first one, the first, I, these are okay. I like the second one the most. Uh, some of the animation and the fucking kills and shit in it are cool to look at. But um, these designs are just uh, very weird. Let me try and draw something quick if I can get it down. But it's just like where angles would meet on something. It's, uh, it's all like cross-hatched with like little X's and shit. Like if that was a head. Uh -huh. They would have like all their lines coming with like little X's and it just it looks fucking weird. It looks kind of sloppy. I get that it's a design choice. It just it just looks kind of weird. I guess these are cheap enough to make that they're making an, or another one's coming out next year. It's going to be called Mortal Kombat Cage Match. So yes, we're getting another Sub Zero one. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm going to watch it. This one was all right. Uh, none of them are fucking mind-blowing. I think the one from last year made the list of my list of the best movies, but nothing good's been coming out these last few years, Joe, so take that as it is. But if you're a Mortal Kombat fan and you haven't watched it yet, give it a watch. It's all right. Uh, 
I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad there's more Mortal Kombat content out there. That's not that piece of shit fucking movie from last year or whenever the fuck it was. And Joe, that, that is what I watched this week. Hey, Joe, you like clip shows? <laughs> no, Tom, I do not like clip shows, especially when it's attached to some clips or <laughs> it's clips of shit I didn't like watching in the first place. And this one, we find out that Gamera plays all the hits. Unfortunately, his hits weren't that good. Super Monster Gamera, I think this one was called. Or Gamera. Super monster. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, so this one has uh, Earth getting invaded or about to be destroyed or some shit by some uh, some spaceship that's done this before. It's destroyed other planets before. These Gamera movies have like two storylines and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> We've got three space babes. Living on Earth because their planet was destroyed. Somehow they got to Earth and uh, decided, "Hey, well, let me run a pet shop." Three space babes with very pronounced crotches when they turn into their superhero form. Yeah, when they do their cross arm <laughs> thing, which I should have that shit memorized as often as we showed it. Cling, cling, um, cling, cling, cling. But uh, instead of just destroying the planet. They send their own space babe down to find these other space babes, I guess. But uh, I don't know. They bring their own monsters, and this is where the clips come in. Like, hey, we've got you know Gaos. He's gonna he's gonna destroy the fucking population. But no, Gamera pops up, and Gamera gets a new theme song this time because this kid that's in love with Gamera. He writes Gamera a song. Okay, we we'll love call him Gamera. Kenny Eight. Yeah, he plays the piano, and the space babes have their own magic piano. He doesn't they, play the piano, Joe. He, he plays, plays the organ, the electric organ. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in pretty the movie nice and in real life. that he plays. Uh, yeah, this shit sucks. <laughs> this, this is just—it's not even a movie. I mean, if you've never seen any of the show air of fucking Gamera movies and you want to, just watch this one. This one's all of them. It's all the fucking fight scenes from the seven previous movies cobbled together in this one movie with some shot on video added Gamera bonus footage that looks so so out of place you'd think you'd be watching something released by Camp Motion Pictures. It is. Speaking of out of place, <laughs> you've got two anime clips. Yeah. One related uh, anime that I guess the studio happened to own and like, hey, let's throw that into the mix too. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Because we talked about last week on uh, that movie, Daye was going out of business. So that was their last shot to make a Gamera movie. And in this one, uh, some company bought them in their... Uh, this one came out 10 years later, 1980. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this one, 
uh, I forget what co the company's name was, but they bought Daye and all their shit. And uh, this was one of the original directors and producers just coming together. And what can we cobble together to make a Gamera movie? And this is this is what they did. They went out with fucking a couple prostitutes and a little kid, shot some shit in a weekend, and threw it together with about sixty percent old footage and. This is this is what we got. So I mean, if you want to watch a fucking Shoei or a Gamera movie, just watch this one. Just cut just out don't. all the bullshit. Or just, just watch don't. any of this shit. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, if you want, if you want goofy fucking kaiju movies to like fucking laugh at the campness. There's a couple in here that's worth watching, but I I couldn't in my right mind say, hey, go go watch the show air series. They're <laughs> they're all good. No. It's pretty not. much two different stories all fucking recycled and jumbled together each time. So next week we're jumping into a new era of Gamma that Tom assures me are good. It's the Heisei era. Some people, Joe would say Gamera Guardian of the Universe is the best kaiju movie ever made. I, for one, am one of those people. We'll so see. we'll see how big of an asshole I am. Because I've not week. seen any of these. Yeah, these next Actually, three are good. This whole run, I'd never seen any of these. <laughs> and I wish I had. You know, they fucking suck. Well, at least you know you can get rid of that Blu-ray with the first four. Around. If anybody will buy it. <laughs> so, yeah, join us next week for our first good Gamera movie. <laughs> Maybe. You ready to swing into a giant-sized issue of Spider-Man? All right, so Spider-Man's Marvel, in their wisdom, decided to put out a 100-page special called super giant spider-man or something along those lines but giant size spider man it never know. came out oh they said well fuck it you know this is going to be too expensive for us to put out and uh and if we put a dollar on it or 80 cents then that's going to be confusing and now we're just going to scrap it we're going to make these uh 65 pages and we're going to call it giant size spider-man and uh we have a couple of marvel team-up scripts still laying around so we're going to use one of those second half of the book we're going to reprint strange tales annual number one where spider-man's and uh the human torch first met but so we've got giant size spider-man's versus dracula but they don't fucking fight or anything. <laughs> Spider-Man goes on other. a boat trip. They literally <laughs> bump into each other. That's the extent of their meeting. Uh, yeah, so Aunt May is sick. Again. Again. <laughs> yeah, you know, I miss that. That was her main character fucking yeah. trait. Yeah. And we hadn't seen a lot of her in the regular Spider-Man's book. Well, she, so. You know, she's been sucking dicks. Sucking octopus. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so she's back. And uh, she's sick, and turns out there's this new flame, strain of flu out there. 
that only one doctor has the the vaccine for but that doctor is on his way to the states but doesn't like to fly so <laughs> gotta wait for the boat to get there spider-man's nah ain't waiting this is my aunt may man i'm gonna go fucking talk shit to johnny storm until he helps me spider-man's goes over there to ask a favor and he's being a dick and one thing we've established in all these this is not a likable character if you read all these old and we've read what 130 we're close to 140 issues now. Not a likable guy at all. But Johnny Storm saying, hey, fuck it, man. If it'll take that to get you out of my face, use our new fantastic car. So he does. He goes and uh, gets on a boat in the middle of nowhere, some luxury liner that they're having a costume party at. Uh, Dracula's there. He wants to kill this doctor with the, with the vaccine. For what reasons, we don't know. It's going to interfere with his plans which uh i guess his plans is to take over the world tomb of dracula was a book out at the time and it was a really good marvel book it's probably the best of the marvel monster books definitely better than werewolf by night but uh <laughs> he bumps into peter parker and that's it insolent fool oh <laughs> that's it that that's they don't meet that you know Dr dracula kills a couple of people on the boat Spider-Man's is, is uh, walking on the side of it. <laughs> fighting some Magia type guys. There's one guy named Simeon, you know, and they draw him looking like an ape. And the other guys want to, you know, the Italians, how they say their whole name all the time. Like, you know. Bruno Fettuccini Alfredo. Yeah, nobody bumps into Bruno Fettuccini Alfredo. Who do you think I am, Dracula? And, and uh, his son, Bruno Fettuccini Alfredo with Parmesan. <laughs> Bruno Elbows. Uh, and his grandson, Bruno Fettuccini Alfredo with shrimp. <laughs> because he's a little guy, you see, because he's yeah. the grandson. <laughs> so, yeah, and then it turns out that... Uh, it's not the ship doctor that has the vaccine. It's this babe that's hanging out with him. What? I'm a doctor too. I'm a woman. All right. Fuck you. Let's what? And then they take off. They take off. And that's the end of the story. Not very good. Not very good. Well, why would it be for a script they decided not to use? I don't know. So this giant size, this was going to be a regular thing. Uh, and I think Spider-Man's had the longest run. I think there's five of these with Spider-Man's, and they put them out quarterly. So we'll be back to that. Um, However, Man-Thing is the most well-known just because it's funny to say giant-sized yeah. Man-Thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Giant-sized MCU Ted doesn't work so well. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, Marvel was real bad about, like, hey, let's fill this up with a reprint. You know, they were doing the same shit in their annuals. They still do the same shit. Uh, we talk about the second story where, hey, Spider-Man's stealing art. Wait, no, he's not. Okay, the end. <laughs> That's and it. That was it. You pretty much covered it. Yeah. And again, Spider-Man is a, is a dick in this one, too. He's he's really shitty with the Human Torch. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I, how did this character become so popular with him being a dick? to everyone and everything and this one has a a great villain named the fox 
<laughs> yeah, I would have to say it's because of the animated series. Spider-Man and his amazing friends and then uh, Spider-Man the animated series. I'm not sure how well uh, the live-action Spider-Man or just Spider-Man the animated series from the uh, 60s or 70s was, but uh, I think his amazing friends was the one that did it. Said there could be something to this. I don't know. I mean, he was Marvel's most popular character. You know, he became their flagship guy. You know, the one that would be on all the ads. And yeah, he his costume looked cool, but like I said, not a likable character. <laughs> I always thought his villains, I guess, are more interesting than he is. But uh, even that, I'm kind of confused on. I've been. <laughs> To catch up on a Marvel Two and One, or Marvel Team Up, since it runs concurrently with the Spider-Man's titles, and uh, so on issue three, he's with the Human Torch again, and they're fighting Morbius. Remember when Spider-Man's was sick for a couple issues? <laughs> he got sick from fighting Morbius. Morbius scratched him or something. He got some oh, kind of fever. And uh, that one is continued in the next issue of Marvel Team Up with the X-Men. And they fight. They they capture Morbius and like, I don't know. They just have him laying out there at the end. Then that's followed up by uh, a team up with the Vision, and uh, they're fighting the old Puppet Master. Alicia Masters is uh, Daddy. The next issue, he's teamed up with the Thing. This continues the Puppet Master story, but they also throw in the Mad Thinker. Let me ask you a question. How do you, how well, or I, I shouldn't say how well, that's not good. But in what shape do you think Alicia Masters' teeth are in? I only ask that because having your mouth full of rocks can't, rock. <laughs> can't be, you know, good for the old, for the old molars. Probably isn't. Yeah, she's probably not in good shape there. Uh <laughs> Then there's an issue where Spider-Man's is teamed up with Thor and they're fighting some Asgardian bullshit. Uh, and then finally, the last one I read this past week was Spider-Man's is teamed up with the cat. This was a character that had four issues in a series and then a special here and there. And uh, nobody really gave a shit about it. So they eventually turned her into Tigra. But, uh, these are all decent, not great, but they're better than the spider. Better than the main line. The main line, yeah. And it's Jerry Conway writing this shit. And, you know, you got Gil Kane or Ross Andrew doing the, <laughs> the art. I know when, like, whenever this shit came out, like, whenever there was a giant size issue, they, uh, they subbed out Spider-Man's and the Human Torch was teamed up with somebody. So I'll get to those issues. I mean, I'll be caught up probably in a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, Marvel starts to get convoluted. Uh, this is the beginnings of it. And then they add another Spider-Man tale. Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, another title. And that's when it's going to get all fucked up. And I'm going to have to figure out what do we read next. We'll see. And I think that's Gary, too. I think so. Started it out. I don't know. We'll find out. 
Well, Joe, do me a solid and try and sell these fine gentle fellows something for a minute while I go grab a beer. All right. Thank you. I have to run out to the shop to get it, though. Okay. As Tom heads out to the beer, to the beer hut uh, in his backyard, let me uh, remind you that he had said that he uh, didn't get any last-minute orders, as he usually does for Halloween. So maybe now's the time to hit him up with whatever you're after. You may not get it for Halloween. It's probably unlikely. But if there's something else that you've been wanting to get made, a custom piece, then this might be your time for that. Uh, after that, as I said, I'm a bit broke. You can go to fastcustomshirts.com, order some shit. Uh, will you get it for Halloween? What's it matter? It's a t-shirt. You can wear it whenever, man. You know, even if it's a special Halloween type thing, like with a pumpkin on it, you can wear that on on Christmas or some of the bullshit that's coming up like Kwanzaa or uh, New Year's Day. Columbus Day, I think, is tomorrow. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of confused on that. If there even still is Columbus Day. I don't know. Do kids still make Helen Keller jokes? Is that still a thing? Is there like some other blind person that people make jokes about now? I have no idea. Hmm. I ask. forgot that I brought them inside so I would be ready. <laughs> so, welcome back, Tom. Thank you. I can't wait to listen back and hear what you said. That shit always makes me giggle because it's something fucking knocking me. <laughs> Steve was over the other day and we were just talking or whatever, anything. And Steve likes to be sentimental. He's a sentimental guy and he really cares about you. She was just like, hey, man, how's the diabetes going? I just started laughing. I'm just like, well, I know I'm a big fat fuck and I probably have it, but I haven't been diagnosed or anything. Just oh, what Joe told me. That's why you were wearing those socks because of diabetes. <laughs> I was just like, of course he did, because that's funny. And that's funny. This is how it was brought up. <laughs> oh, really? You don't have that? Well, I mean, I probably do. Yeah, but it he wasn't. does. <laughs> So good stuff. I don't think I brought that up before, but that was funny, and I got a good laugh. And I'm sure you hearing the fucking end to your joke all these many years later gave you a bit of a chuckle. So. It's all worth it in the end. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe, you like lists? I've been known to like a list on an occasion. Um, this one was a bit harder for me. It's harder than I thought it was going to be, yeah. I like a lot of monsters. So do I. Uh, but this, these are our worst monsters. The worst monsters. I did movie monsters specifically. I got a few that are not movie monsters. But <laughs> diabetic sock fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, on my honorable mention for worst monsters, uh, I have Brainiac. Which is from the old Mexican movie that the guy looks like an anteater or whatever the fuck. And then I have Octoman, which is a terrible, but terrible looking creature, but I like it. <laughs> it's a stupid movie, but I dig it. The little pussy sucker mouth. Mm -hmm. Then from comic books, there's a character that was in Wonder Woman called Egg Foo. And this was a 
giant, not giant, but a egg-shaped communist Chinese guy. Uh, fucking horrible and stupid. Was he young? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I think he was a Chan, not a young. Um, then from the Hulk comics, there's the Bi Beast, which is a yellow monster with a head on top of his head, <laughs> and he's Bi. Um, I mean, it is spelled B I, so mm-hmm. he can go fuck himself. <laughs> then I have uh, the Beast Creatures. This is a movie where they just made like little puppet toys and they were throwing them all over the place. Uh, pretty shitty, but it's entertaining. If you've never seen <laughs> yeah. fucking Attack of the Beast Creatures, watch it. Mm-hmm. I thought about making those a couple times, just never have. You should. Maybe somebody will copy it after you. But you know, <laughs> uh, what'd you watch, Tom? <laughs> Oh, Joe, we already talked about what I watched. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, your honorable mentions, Tom. Well, I know it sucks, but I fucking love it. And that's The Devil from Rock and Roll Nightmare. It's probably the worst moving fucking monster in any fucking movie, but it's awesome. If you've never seen Rock and Roll Nightmare, for the love of fuck, there's no time like the present to watch it during this spectacular season. And then I have MCU Ted. I would have put him in the fucking main list, but I like the character of Man-Thing too much to actually put him on the old on the old list. So MCU Ted, fuck you. And then I have Venom from the Venom movies. Again, I like the character too much to actually put him on the list, but god damn it. Man-Thing, his representation is definitely worse, but those Venom movies suck. I want to like them so much, but fuck. And then I have It, the terror from beyond space. This motherfucker's mask in the movie is so ill-fitting. That his chin is sticking out of the mouth of the monster mask. And they paint it to look like a tongue. Unfortunately, it looks like a guy's chin sticking out of a monster mask. And since it's in black and white, it just looks like a guy wearing an ill-fitting monster mask. And then I have Victor Salva. While he might not be a movie monster, he is a monster that made movies. Yes, and is. Joe, those are my honorable mentions. At number 10, I have the vampire or demon. Uh, in the book, it's a vampire. In the movie, it's a demon. From The Keep, which is a very shitty adaptation. People say, oh, it's great, except for that monster. No, it's shitty all the way. You know what could have made our worst movie posters list? The keep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My number 10 is uh, everything after Dead Birds. Like, Dead Birds was the first one to have those very circle sunken eyes 
with the elongated jaw and the sharp teeth. And then everybody after that just ripped off that fucking shit, mostly in shitty CGI form. And it's fucking terrible. Fuck you. At number nine, I have the Scarecrow from Dark Knight of the Scarecrow 2. So I mentioned last he's got light up eyes like all the uh, Halloween decorations that are out right now. All of them have a feature where their eyes are going to light up and it looks really shitty. And it looks shitty in this movie. Well, my number two is sometimes portrayed as a scarecrow so that's kind of lining up but it is the creeper from jeepers creepers he just comes off as a sex offender and since (laughs) he was fucking created by a sex offender it is what it is fuck off with those movies already i don't give a good goddamn if the motherfucker doesn't have anything to do with them. He created the characters. He's still getting money from the shit. And you're fucking assholes for going and watching and supporting such fucking garbage. Suck a dick. But not a little kid's dick. And don't (laughs) film it, you sick fuck. At number eight, I have the Langoliers. The made-for-TV thing about monsters that eat up time. And, uh... It's just like giant mouths, CGI giant mouths. Giant walnuts with fucking spooky tremor mouths. It is uh, really shitty looking, really shitty. I want to go back and watch that one. I remember fucking watching that shit as a kid when it premiered over the two nights and shit. I was thinking it was so scary because I was a fucking young little fruit watching this shit that was supposed to be fucking scary, but I'm sure it wasn't. It's just a fucking bunch of idiots falling asleep on a plane. <sighs> Number eight, I have the Xenomorphs. Never cared for their design, their biomechanical bullshit. Never did anything for me. Was going to put the species brought on here, but I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, so... Let's go with the more popular one. H.R. Giger. I was going to say, good, I'm glad you fell off a building, but I'm not. That sucks. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be hurt or anything. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just I'm not a fan of that shit at all, and I think the movies are very, very overrated. Not for me, dog. Not for you. I dig them. But I think Blackenstein, my number seven, <laughs> looks really stupid really goofy uh and it's just not a good movie it is very boring yeah should not be among those great black exploitation classics no it's just it's just the name my number 7 is erotic vampires that's not like from a movie or anything but just the uh, sexualized vampires and where they try and make them all romantic and shit. I don't like fucking vampires to begin with. And then you just do some bullshit sexy vampire shit. I Fuck you. I don't give a fuck. And at if you were the vampire, fuck you. <laughs> at number six, I have the vampire from the Night Flyer. It looks Uh, cool. (laughs) I don't think so. I think it looks goofy as shit. And he's wearing 
a tuxedo. He's dressed in like <laughs> costume, and he's got this stupid ass mask prosthetic head that looks to me awful. <laughs> a giant beaver man. Well, I'd say it looks unique. <laughs> how, how does that sound? You can say that all you want. I, I mean, don't... I don't like the movie. I think the movie sucks, but... Excuse me. <clears throat> I think it's a cool-looking monster. My number six, I wrote down Dead Chap Kids. You know, it's the pale face fucked with the darkened eyes that we've been seeing for decades now. It seems like and no bueno, mi amigo. No bueno. And by Jap, I of course mean jalapeno. That's good stuff. At number five, I have Bigfoot from Night of the Demon. You son of a bitch. Awful looking. Awful. <laughs> And uh, the mask was pretty good, though. <laughs> Masks are dangerous. You're not <laughs> you're treating. Uh, just cuts off your visibility. Makeup's the way to go. He did rip that guy's cock off, though. He did. You remember that? And then he threw it up like it was street <laughs> trash. My number five. This is going to get a lot of heat, but I don't give a fuck because he sucks. Freddy Krueger. Fuck you. Never cared for you. Never gonna care for you. Rubbish for the bin mate. At number four, I have the Cenobite CD. (laughs) Fuck, I'm gonna stab you in the face next time I see you. Goofy looking mouth and CDs that pop out of his head and he throws them at you and he's wearing that black leather that Tom likes. (laughs) my number four is dracula never cared for it any iteration i don't give a fuck hey the sex butts are back (laughs) dracula i don't give a fuck fuck you go stand in the sunlight you some bitch Oh, your vampire hate's got to end. <laughs> uh, at number three, I have the cat people from uh, Sleepwalkers, the movie. Uh, it's like some CGI-looking transformation that looks stupid as shit. They look trying like rock look star like, wives. Trying to make them look like uh, Ron Perlman, you know, <laughs> and it doesn't work. My number three is the God Monster from the God Monster of the Yucatan Flats or some fucking garbage-ass bullshit movie Agfa put out. It fucking sucks. Agfa fucking sucks. Is that the sheep one? Yeah, it sure is. Like a sheep, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking sucks. (laughs) It does. And number two, I have Rawhead Rex. I fucking would have put that on here if I remembered. Goofiest looking monsters I've ever seen. And that movie is sucks. It is trash. You should have just made him a fucking dick monster, which was in the fucking original shit. At least people would have fucking more people would have remembered that shit. 
fucking dick going around killing people and then coming everywhere. You're going to remember that over just your generic fucking barbarian looking shitty monster. This, yeah, this movie's got its followers. You know, it's people that it like sucks. It. It's, yeah, people it's who like Clive Barker and just anybody who likes Clive Barker and that's it. You can't like this movie because it's entertaining. Maybe you were molested watching this movie and it holds a special place in your fucking heart. But besides that, I feel like I was molested after watching this movie. <laughs> My number two is Scarecrows. Talked about this earlier. Make a fucking good Scarecrow movie. Somebody, please. Anybody, please. Make a fucking good Scarecrow movie. And make the Scarecrow look halfway decent like a classic Halloween fucking Scarecrow. And you'll be in goddamn business. Again, if anybody wants to give me like $100,000, I'll actually sit down, think of a story, and do up a budget and shit to make a fucking decent Scarecrow movie. But I really don't have other shit to do. But just somebody fucking please, for the love of fuck, I want an awesome Scarecrow fucking movie. Not even awesome, just a fucking watchable one. Boondocks. Fuck. <laughs> number one. At number one, I have the majority of the Dawn of the Dead zombies. Just guys that are in the Blue Man group, and they're walking around. Uh, sucks. It's lazy. It's a, uh, yeah, whatever. We had a limited budget. Well, then don't make the movie. <laughs> That's a piece of shit overrated movie anyway. Joe, my number one will come as no surprise. I say this every time they show up in a movie. And who's they, Joe? It's us. We're the monsters. Almost made my number one. But it was, Fuck uh, off with it was that gonna be shit. Yeah, we're the monsters. Fuck off. So next week, Joe, to celebrate this spectacular season, we're going to do our top ten Halloween commercials. With honorable mentions. Will we actually be showing you these Halloween commercials next week? Maybe. See how much time I got this week to get shit together. Yeah, <laughs> that means I'll have to get my list going early. Because <laughs> I'll have to download shit and that maybe we can get screen grabs or something. Or we won't. Maybe we'll just kind of talk about them and just move along. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, but anyways, fuck MCU, Ted. That was... So fucking disappointing. Holy shit. If we have our biggest disappointments in entertainment. I, so, okay, here's something that I was thinking about. Which is worse? R.L. Stein's interpretation of Man-Thing or the MCU's? I think they're on par with each other. And yeah, I, I thought about of, that myself, yeah. I couldn't go one way or the other either. And it's just like, they're both pretty fucking dog shit. Mm -hmm. And that R.L. Stein one is like unanimously dog shit. So. Yeah, that's, that's uh, it's hard to read. It's hard to get through that. 
So it is what it is. Uh, hey, head on over to dwnproductions.net. Pick up some stuff. Maybe this week I'll have a new mask on there. Maybe I won't. I do have a couple masks that I am trying to get rid of relatively cheap for the Halloween season. And after the Halloween season, those prices are going back the fuck up to convention prices because it'll just be shit that I have at the table. So, I mean, if you're looking for something, you know, what I'm trying to say is a lot of you motherfuckers sleep on the DWN shit. You love the Zool shit that I make, and I appreciate that. And I thank you for buying that, and I appreciate the work. But you need some fucking DWN, DWN shit in your fucking life. Maybe I just need the money. But again, don't sleep on the fucking DWN shit, please. Please, I need the fucking money. Joe, you need some money? I could use some for sure. Uh, go to Fast Custom Shirts, like I've been saying all the show. Buy some stuff. Put some money in, in my pocket. Uh, and this is uh, the last few days that you can buy. Oh, shit. Tomorrow is the last day that you can buy the, the new Halloween Boy Gob Edition shirt. The little pumpkin-type faces on it. Mm -hmm. uh, do it tomorrow. or How do they find that shirt? fastcustomshirts.com you can either just go to the new section it should be one of the first you know, it'll pop up on the first page first row or you can just go to the search bar and type in boy gob and it'll pop up all right everybody thanks for listening hopefully we'll be able to come back next week and uh talk about the greatest kaiju movie ever made <laughs> we'll see Till then, I hope you all do splendid and have a great week. A spectacular week, and Joe, a boy goblin. The song, you